And Canada's first urban indigenous ceremonial ground is being developed in Edmonton's River Valley. It's called Kichiaski. It means sacred land in Cree, and it can be found in White Mud Park, south of Fox Drive in White Mud. Now, let's find out more with Lewis Cardinal from the Indigenous Knowledge and Wisdom Centre, who is the project manager for Kichiaski. Lewis, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me on your program. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no worries at all. Tell me, um, tell me when we when we talk about ceremonial grounds, Lewis. What what is that? What what's going to happen here? What will be here? Well. We're uh, one of the only people, actually, who have to leave town to do our basic ceremonies, sweat lodges, uh, various uh, activities like that. And uh, <clears throat> so what you will see happening at uh, Kijiaski is something that's very solemn. It's, uh, it's akin to going into a cathedral, a mosque, or a temple. Uh, it's a place of prayer. And uh, for so long, our people had to like travel out of uh, out of the city in order to do these sorts of things. So now we've created a place that's uh, nestled right in our river valley. That is a, a, an ideal location where we can do some of these things. Talk about the importance of that location in the river valley. Why was this spot chosen? Well, you know, there's a lot of history, uh, oral history from our own uh, elders and other uh, people that we've, we've spoken about as a place where they would uh, um, uh, stop at prior to going into the forts or, or the uh, city when it was a young city and that sort of thing. But they would stop there and they'd prepare themselves. And a part of the preparation was doing ceremony, a place where we can stop, prepare ourselves, go into the uh, business of doing business which is really a, still at the heart of what Edmonton stands for. So you have been working to get this, um, this these grounds going for, I think it was like six, 15, 16 years now. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time, uh, Lewis. Yes. How does it feel? How does it feel to be on the edge of it being ready to go? Well, it is... It's overwhelming, first of all, because for so long we've envisioned this, we've prayed for it, we've reached out, not only myself, but working with elders and community members and saying, you know, this is going to be something that really is going to add to the depth and the, uh, and really the strength of what, uh, what Edmonton stands for uh, in itself, because now, you know, as, as, a, as a spiritual practicing people, we then get to have our own mosque, our temple, and our own cathedral mm. right in the center of the city where we can also go in prayer, pray and do what we need to do to, uh, to bring balance into, into our own lives. So it, it's, a, it, it's, a wonderful, it's a wonderful realization to see that it's almost here, and it is so filling. I, I've often heard um, with any books that I've read or when I've um, had conversations with um, different in Indigenous groups about the power of ceremony, about the power of reconnecting to the land and about how um, how important that is and, and when you know, for, for some folks who maybe who have not been able to have that connection, how it pulls them back to who they are, who their parents were, who their grandparents were. I mean, mm -hmm. that's incredibly powerful, Lewis. 
Well, it's a very uh, it's a very powerful thing. It absolutely is because it's a part of our recovery as Indigenous nations, and as history, you know, is pretty blatant. Uh, indigenous people have not had, you know, their cultural access as much as they should have, and that's really added to a lot of the issues that we try to deal with as Indigenous people. But connecting again in this very powerful way is a part of that us of us becoming a part of. Uh, uh, of who we are and how we become a part of the city as well. So it's uh, very important. Yeah, uh, and I'm wondering how it plays into, you know, something that we've been talking about for a while now, uh, truth and reconciliation. Well, you know, I really want to uh, give a lot of credit to the city of Edmonton for taking the bold act of reconciliation and saying, listen, we'll pay for this. We'll we'll construct it. We'll work with you. This is our commitment to us, you know, recognizing our uh, indigenous heritage in the city, and to really, you know, to go out and and to do something like that is is really hasn't been seen, you know, anywhere in Canada. But Edmonton is leading the way, and I'm very happy that they did uh, do what they're doing to, to support uh, this initiative. Edmonton is leading the way on this and it sounds like other communities across the country are interested in in, in, in finding out more and, and possibly yes. doing it in their own cities. Well they are and that was the one of the visions that the elders had in uh, with the group I'm working with and they said you know we want to inspire the other cities to do the same thing so so far I've gotten four phone calls Toronto Saskatoon Calgary um, uh, Winnipeg they're saying you know we want to set aside some lands just for ceremony and that's what the difference is it's a place to do ceremony it's not just a place to gather but it's a place to pray so, so Lauren, I know that there's um, there's uh, area there. I think for up to eight sweat lodges, and there's going to be an area for teepees and fire pit ceremonies, all of that sort of thing. Is that going to be? Are those going to be set up permanently, or would they come? Would they be put in place as when people are gathering? Well, there is no permanent structures that are created by okay. Indigenous ceremonies because everything that we do is, you know, close to Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we put them up, we take them down, we put them up, we take them down. Uh, it's, all, it's all dependent on who the ceremonial leaders okay. are. But what we do have permanent structures are the two buildings that will uh, help uh, to have washrooms, mm -hmm. change rooms, uh, those sorts of things. And, uh, but... Um, but as the indigenous structures go up, like keepies, they're all very impermanent structures. Yes, yeah. So um, this 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 area, though, for solemn ceremonies, I think people are are wondering if we're, we would see powwows or anything like that here. Oh no, no powwows are quite boisterous. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, this place is meant to be a place of uh, solemnness, uh, mm -hmm. a place to reflect. And that's what we want to hold on. We don't want to turn it into a, uh, a tourist attraction uh, by no means. It's a place where, you know, where you can pray, but also an opportunity for Indigenous and non-Indigenous people to meet together and exchange, you know, some of their own spiritual traditions with each other and to learn from each other. And I think that really is at the core and heart of reconciliation is learning from each other. So Lewis, how do you see that happening? How do you envision um, having Indigenous and non-Indigenous people coming together at that sacred site to learn from each other? 
Well, the uh, elders I'm working with uh, want to establish a uh, series of uh, activities and events. Uh, like, for example, uh, we would invite uh, uh, the general community to participate in a sweat lodge. We'll cap it at 25 because you only <laughs> you can only do so many people. Um, and uh, or we'll have teaching circles about history, language, culture, traditions, that sort of thing, and invite uh, Edmontonians to participate mm -hmm. in it. Oh, fascinating. Fascinating, Lewis. When do you, you see the first ceremony happening? Well, it'll happen probably a couple of days after, as soon as we get the keys to the place. <laughs> well, when is it good to go, though? Uh, sometime between the uh, middle of October to the end mm. of October, so somewhere around there, yes. Wow. Can you imagine? Can you just, you know, looking ahead, can you just envision what that is going to feel like? What is that going to be like? I, I, I get the sense that it's going to be a very emotional, powerful moment for a lot of people. Well, and it already is, of course. Uh, and the thing is, is that uh, it's something that, uh, you know, there's a lot of credit that has to go to a lot of people who have put their shoulder into this. And, uh, and yeah, we're all excited about it as well, because it really is an Indigenous and non-Indigenous uh, project that's really uh, going to open up a lot of things. Lewis Cardinal, it has been a pleasure to speak with you this afternoon. Let's talk again in the future. I hope so. Thank you very much. Take care now. Lewis Cardinal joining us this afternoon, the Indigenous Knowledge. He's from the Indigenous Knowledge and Wisdom Centre. He's the project manager for Kichiaski, which again means sacred land in Cree. That's area where they're going to be able to have, um, you know, sacred ceremonies, sweat lodges, that sort of thing uh, in the area of Fox Drive and, and White Mud Drive. Um, you know, a, a great collaboration by the Indigenous community in, in the city of Edmonton, and we'll certainly uh, keep you updated on it as it continues to unfold.